0: How's everybody doing? This is another live episode of the Then and Now podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Wilson, and I have my two co-hosts here, Mr. Lelouch V. How you doing, brother?
1: Doing pretty good, man.
0: And to my right, I have my other co-host, Mr. Ethan King of the Comics Murphy. How you doing, brother E?
2: Doing good, brother. Doing good. And of course, I want to officially welcome Otis East to the show. Uh, We know he's not... Actually, in the intro just yet, but he is officially on the show as our, as our third co-host, uh, and we, so we, we he will be featured in the upcoming intro. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna, Exactly, I'll be in there
2: eventually. Okay. We had him
0: on a 10 day contract, but you know, we had to bring him up, and get him
2: on. for... yeah, he he, yeah he, he, he he was on probation. We had to see if he's if he's uh eligible. Or he is. He is. He, he he cleared all his uh his shots and stuff.
0: Shots. Oh, all shots.
1: This <laughs> 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 is like the shots? Is it too too topical? Too
0: topical? Just a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad.
1: We're not talking sports today. It's too topical. No, no. no. So
0: I guess we can get into the first topic. Uh, Let's just knock this one out, guys, with the What If finale. Now, how did you guys feel about this finale? Did it come up up to your standards? Was it up to par? Was it what you expected? I guess we'll start with Mr. Lelouch. How how about you?
1: okay. Um, It ended. Like, i wouldn't call it a bad ending i wouldn't call it a good ending either uh it it happened like you know there was a lot of things that kind of confused me because like the there's a definite stigma saying like you know infinity stones only work in the universe they came from so that was kind of weird to me uh you know the with the ultron being able to use them however he wanted wherever he wanted whenever he wanted because like even in loki you know, they had the, the drawer full of Infinity Stones. Like, oh, yeah, they don't work here, you know? they're just not supposed to work in a different universe, but they kind of yeah. threw that out I the thought, um, I, thought that only applied, was,
0: but... I thought that only applied to the TVA. Like, they said it didn't work in a TVA. Maybe yeah. that's
1: how it is for the MCU. But yeah. in in the comics, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have Infinity Stones in a different universe, like, they don't work. Like, they're just paperweights at that point. Mm-hmm. But plus, um, plus they boy. did
2: it. Even even with this, and I'm not to cut anybody off we get too far ahead. There's a part where they try to use a device to crush one mm-hmm. of the stones, and she's like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot it wouldn't work in this universe properly. So it, it's kind of they're saying yeah. even within their own canon, things are different depending on each universe. They're slightly they're, they are adjusted because of that.
1: Yeah, yeah but um it was nice seeing, you know, all the cast come back and, like, you know, they just weren't just wasted characters. But, I, like, I, it was okay. It was, it, was, it was okay.
0: What about you, brother E? How about your uh, your thoughts?
2: Sure. So I, first things first. Uh, if Otis gives you an okay, that's like, <clears throat> that's the best high and honor you can possibly get. So, so yeah, it's a it's, it's it's best top top of the line. There was a wedding that Otis was at where he was the best man. And his speech was—he's—he's he's okay. He's an okay guy, and that was the entire speech. And he sat down. So uh, now, my my personal opinion on what if—I thought it was great. I love the penultimate episode as well as the actual finale. I know it's not perfect, no, but I thought it was really cool how Otis said they all came together. Full spoilers—they all came together for what they what the Watcher called the Guardians of the Multiverse. It was a fun way to kind of bring everyone together, mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah, uh, it was obviously odd that the episode featuring Gamora and Tony Stark together on uh yeah, was, was missing. like, I
1: was just saying, it was like, did I miss an episode because I
2: don't remember no, them two random. at all? Random.
1: Because random of as co- all.
2: yeah, because of COVID, <laughs> it they, they weren't able to finish making that episode, <clears throat> pardon me. So it's gonna be featured in season two. So they actually there was a full episode featuring all the whole things that were going to happen there, and from what I've heard, the information I've heard. Basically, it's the idea that in the you know the Avengers oh this is your favorite movie of the MCU. There's that part where after Stark flies the um the H bomb or whatever kind of bomb it is, mm. up into the sky at the oh if he didn't come back down? Okay. If if he if oh. he as he was coming back down, if Captain America closed it like one second earlier instead of waiting, he closed one second, one second earlier, and so he fell so so Tony Mark Tony Stark kept falling through space. In another portal, open eventually to send him to the car, the trash planet where Jeff Goldblum is, essentially. And so that's how Gamora and Tony Stark meet. And it's a whole adventure they have together. And that's a whole episode. However, they didn't, because of COVID, they weren't able to finish production on that episode. They said, we have to cut our losses, which episodes we think are the most important. And so they put more efforts into finishing up and find the penultimate and the ultimate finale together, as opposed to finishing that one instead. That's how sure. it played out. Um, but uh, all that aside, I do think it still worked we ultimately realized, we know Gamora well enough to know that she's, this is the universe where she was, you know, the top dog, essentially. And I love, the thing I liked most about it was actually how the Watcher, there's a uh, comic book from the 90s, I haven't finished it, but there's a comic book from the 90s where the Watcher actually does essentially have to step up and intervene to prevent Calamity from, from happening. This is similar enough to that because the Watcher, you gotta remember this, he's essentially the person who starts all of this in self-capacity. Because he kept observing Ultron, watching him uh, carelessly, Ultron saw him and actually was like, who was that? Who's saying these things? Who's talking behind my back? And he looked over and saw Adam, and He saw him. And the thing is, watch was like, no, it can't be. No one can see me. I'm the watcher. I'm definitely right. And of course, he saw him and then busted through. He like I found you. He was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. So all this stuff is him trying to fix his own uh, inadvertent mistake. And I love how seeing him actually Come up with a with a long elaborate plan that kind of ties everything together for that. So I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um I felt the same way. Um, in regards to that, car episode, I won't rage on how much I uh I hate that version of the car anyway, because you know, World War Hulk and all that, or Planet Hulk and all that. Um, anyway, getting into just the what if uh, season for me, I thought it was very fun. Um, it was very intense. Like the first half when they uh when he supposedly beat. Ultron the first time, like I watched it with my roommate, we were like, "Damn!" Like I literally paused it. I'm like, "Yeah, there's still like 30 minutes of this stuff to go." So something something went wrong, and something went wrong as far as the uh, Infinity Stones not working. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll uh, address all the memes as far as Doc, Doctor Str- dark Doctor Strange carrying that entire fight and how <laughs> OP he is. Like that man is so OD. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like he was fighting the Infinity Stones combined with the artificial AI. That can
1: he not face shift in that? I guess I guess they never showed it, but I'm
2: like,
1: no, would no. He, he, I mean, he be? possible he, for That's probably such a low level thing for him to do because I mean he has a reality stone, so he can sure do whatever he wants. Did. He's like, hey, I'm not worried about face. I'm, sure, I'm surprised he didn't use it though.
2: Yeah, but sure it, he it, it didn't. Did like,
0: like, he's getting wailed on when he's getting like jumped. Hmm? Yeah. He's like, I, I'm I, just face shift that you can't touch me.
2: Right. I, I think Ultron on some level was like had a little bit of ring rust because he hadn't had to actually fight anybody face to face in such a long time, really. He fought the watcher, but that's kind of it. So the idea of him actually having to use the powers to be said besides just blowing everything up immediately is like I don't I'm not creative enough to, to keep up with this quickly. And you and you saw him getting mm-hmm. getting tossed from every direction because he's like, I can't keep up with what's happening. I'm not used to this kind of fighting. So that maybe was. Yeah, I mean
1: the way that they were attacking, like they were they kept him on his heels like it was attack after attack after attack, but not really too much break. So right. just it's not thing to use it. But like, yeah, with, when you have when you have the whole Infinity Gauntlet combined with the powers of vision, like you
2: got so many options on abilities to use. Just like which which one shit? Which one? You know? Right, right. It's almost it's burden of, cho- of choice. Like, I can't I can't decide what to do right now. It's too much happening. I what, what should I do?
0: Exactly. Um, I felt kind of the same way. Um... But I was just like, damn, face shifting. But it is what it is. To me, that's a big ability for me. I'm thinking how it's used so much in Marvel. But um, yeah, it was cool. I think the only thing that I really wanted more of, I wanted more of Killmonger Ultron. I thought they were setting it up to be like a really dope thing, and it kind of just cut right. it off. I that's going to be like the,
1: to essentially like the season
2: two. Season two. Was have
1: to take down yeah. Yeah. That's what Killmonger I That's what, what I yeah.
2: guy. But they're so not like, why closing they the him? door on that. They're not officially they closing the door because they, they're caught, no. they're trapped in a pocket dimension. They're still very much alive, both of them are very much alive mm-hmm. and active. And they're mm-hmm. their their imprisonment is contingent on the fact that Doctor Strange has to essentially keep up with it forever and watch it or what have you. It could happen where yeah, Dr. Strange is
1: not a happy Doctor Strange and himself. Like, I mean, he right. could just like, you know what? This guy's right. Let's go
2: fuck shit up. <laughs> I, I don't really care that much. I'm all right. I I'm here. Yeah. So it's yeah.
0: I was annoyed because I'm just like you as the watcher. See how much he betrays people. So you invite the guy that's known for betraying people here. Like as soon as I saw him, nigga, I was just no,
2: no, no. Yeah, yeah. immediately. Yeah, really like why? Why, like, why is he here? Why pick
1: him on the team?
2: Why I put him on the team? But but I, but I loved it. that I, I'm not sure if y'all saw. Um, when did y'all put together that that was deliberate? That the watcher. Chose Killmonger specifically so that he, because he knew he would, he would do that kind of thing. He betray the team and try to use the stones.
1: I, I mean, did. as soon as I saw he on the lineup, it's
2: like, oh yeah, he's gonna do some fuck shit. Like, but but I guess when did you realize that the Watcher deliberately chose Killmonger because he knew he was gonna change, betray the team? Immediately, <laughs> okay. me- okay. like, like oh yeah, Killmonger's there. He's gonna do something. He's gonna do
1: something real fucked up at some point.
0: Right. So yeah. I knew he was gonna betray them, but. but... Me thinking that he did that on purpose. I'm like, no, that sounds stupid. Like, why would I get somebody to betray me on purpose? The fuck, like that. But I mean, I mean, it makes sense in the end if you know how everything's gonna work right. out. But right. when you're making a plan, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get the guy I know is gonna betray me. Like, he's gonna double cross me. Right. That's I mean, if different. you if
1: you're setting it up so like you're setting a trap for the person that's betraying you immediately. I mean, I guess right. that's okay. But like, yeah. why even go that far? Just like, all right, I'll just sub that part of the plan out. Like, I'll just get somebody that's gonna. Not betray me, I can do the same thing. It's not like Killmonger is like also specifically gifted in a thing that somebody else in
2: the multiverse can't do. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is one of those things where it, it should you go it grab Spider Man like, from the zombie verse? Sure. I mean, I'm not sure you can control a zombie. Uh, well, I guess maybe he, he may still be alive. He might be alive. Mean, he,
1: he was still alive. Uh, he, 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 he survived, survived
2: that one. But uh, I, I think the idea is that it's meant to be more one. It's fan service. People want to see more Killmonger and they can't see him in the MCU anymore. And two, it is kind of a fun little thing that having actually having we saw this Killmonger story earlier. We're trying to have the main character essentially from each of these stories in some capacity featured in this on this team. So it's 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 not meant to be as practical in reality as it is fun from a writing standpoint, Mm -hmm. a story standpoint.
0: Okay. Any predictions going forward with them utilizing what if in like a movies
1: or whatever? Um, I'm pretty sure that Killmonger is gonna be back in Black Panther. Like the, the Black Panther two. I'm I'm oh, almost yeah. certain.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's gonna be in there. If they do a what if, yeah, they they'll find a way to bring him back. No, I'm right. talking
1: about in the actual Black Panther two that's coming up, right. was that next year or the year after that? Yeah, right. they, they're remember- gonna find some way to put him in that
0: remember, everything in yeah. this What If show was canon towards the movies. Like, it's canon mm-hmm. in the universe. So they can pull whatever they want out. Whether it's Peggy Carter, Captain America. should they could bring back uh Skojo randomly if they wanted to, to save some the dimension of her. Another well, version of Gamora thing, for sure.
2: But if we're saying now that this is all canon, that also means that Killmonger is definitively trapped in a pocket dimension with mm-hmm. Ultron. That, well. that
1: Killmonger. That one. not That's that, there's that
2: So they, they'd have to... Mm-hmm. So so I guess that's the idea. If we're saying, oh, this is all canon, but we're not using this canon, we're pulling from a different canon to bring it into the MCU. What does what point was the point in saying it's canon? It is it anything that happened in this MCU? If this what if verse doesn't have to be used for the MCU? Who cares my if guess, it's canon?
1: My guess what they would do is probably like in the multiverse of madness movie coming from uh from Spider-Man, they'll just be like, Oh, he got out and now he's going over to fuck shit up in the main MC. I would know? be main so mad MC if they did that.
2: All so they're using I, I, this hate, for... I hate when they use cheap tricks. and don't like like how this happened. Who knows? Or, it just happens. It's like come on. Take your take some time and put some effort into what you're doing. I hate that kind of shit. I, I oh, They're doing I'm this so to man. cover up yeah. fuck
0: ups. So they have an instant reset button. So if they kill somebody off That's and fans right. are mad about it, oop, this is another dimension. Different one. Now, Same was... thing, different
1: one. Because honestly, killing anything. him off in in that Black Panther movie was a mistake. Like that was as yes. as popular as that character was immediately. You don't kill him
2: off. Like you might, you know, imprison him or something like that. But you don't kill right. him off. You can wound him. We can severely wound him, essentially. also, you have Michael B. Jordan and it's Ryan Coogler. I I I'm wondering how it is that those because those two love working together. They work together on three, mm-hmm. at least three movies. How is it that they, of course. i'm pretty sure ryan if he had his druthers would have wanted michael to be in more movies so i'm not sure how it got worked out that way that he was going to get killed off in that one and clearly Muckle b jordan enjoys working in the mcu he's done voice acting multiple times Mm -hmm. so it's like i it's weird lack of foresight i'm not sure what happened yeah Yeah. they're bringing him back Uh, it was was a mistake it was a mistake it was a mistake i
0: agree i agree they're going to bring him back to be black panther like he's gonna be the new Black
1: Panther. That's that's my guess. I sincerely yeah. think he's gonna be the, the Black Panther. It's like, oh, how are we gonna have a Black Panther since we have no heart shaped fruit? Well, there's this other pocket dimension killmonger with the Black Panther powers. Let's go use him. Exactly. Uh, he's he he almost got to be a good version.
2: Right, exactly. It had to be the positive, happier, good it's, mm-hmm. it's the version of Eric where he did have his uncle his father's life and wasn't it's something yeah. something different it's a different what if where he actually was a positive person
0: yeah people wouldn't be mad at because they love him they love the character he has obviously sure he's a dope character but i honestly don't think she has a star power to like for to carry an mcu like movie sequel like series series like and that to carry
1: I, the the mantle of black panther which I, is now because of yeah. mcu becomes so big of a thing now
2: mm-hmm. yes I yeah I, I just don't. I, I, I'd almost rather not. Ha- I I'd, I'd rather not put that on her. I'd like her as the the Lucius Fox, the kind of the the the, mm-hmm. the smart tactician person, as opposed to having to be the, the front and center uh, person out there. I would rather have someone else wear that mantle for now. Exactly. At least for right now. That's just so
0: now. You're, you know, you're bringing right? back somebody that was just equal in star power to to. Um, he, oh, 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 yeah, right, yeah. We're talking him.
1: MCU. MCU was. No, I'm just about the star Killmonger. power in general. I'm talking about Killmonger and
0: Chadwick. I'm talking about like Michael B. and Chadwick in yeah. star power and acting. Yeah. Like they're neck and neck, if not Michael B. And a little bit more just because he's more memeable. And then on top of that, he's. I, he feels, I
1: honestly he, think yeah. that Michael yeah. B. Jordan is like a, a tier above Chadwick in star power.
2: Yeah, I do too. So you're bringing about to I, star power. That's a good. I think actor. he's a, yeah. I think he's a, got more star power overall mm-hmm. in the world of acting and everything else than Chabuk does. But I think I'm not yeah. sure that's the biggest factor. Is the, more, I mean, the MCU is always concerned about star power as much as they are? She, she. I mean, think about the two, the she, casting. I mean, they the make, casting they did the casting they did for back in the day. They had four with complete no name. They Tom Holland was complete no name. So it, Robert Downey Jr. was, was uninsurable when they casting to be Iron Man. So they're not as concerned about. The, the DC's approach of having Ben Affleck starring or Jason Mamoa there is a different kind of oh, thing. That oh, thing. That was, that was,
1: God.
0: let's not get out my bum, Mamoa. We're not doing that. Let, leave no, I, right I, I gladly, I, but uh, I'll blame,
1: blame everybody else around, honestly. But, but
0: I, I do too. I do to too. counter your point though, E, that was back in the day. Like since then, look at who they've casted for other roles. It's been like Angelina Jolie, Kumar, like big comedians, big actors, everything since then. Like, in the new phases of stuff, everything's been A-list actors since then. They've got none but the so A-list people. That's you, mainly people
2: one now. movie though. Mainly the Eternals. The Eternals.
0: Um, even when Ant Man wasn't, I think Homeboy was. Uh, Paul Rudd was a Paul, bigger. Community.
2: Paul Rudd. He Paul Rudd isn't really Paul like. Paul like Rudd. Yeah, he's not like the. He wasn't like. Oh my gosh, that's a. <laughs> it was like people were like. Wasn't like. Oh this. shit, that's Denzel. It's Paul Rudd. Come on. Now, right. Play. Like it was Paul Rudd. Was like oh, okay, so he's a friendly guy. We like him. And then his, his cohort, and then he had Michael B, Michael Douglas, who is people are like, oh, he's still alive. And eventually, <laughs> right. he was like, oh yeah, that that woman who made out with the one make up with the dwarf and the Hobbit. So it, the, the casting again, yeah, the, the casting isn't like they're super. I'm not oh, saying you're right. They do at, they look do cast. But at Black Panther. Chadwick. When, when Chadwick he was not a name. Michael And and Jennifer. What's his name? He was when when Chadwick Boseman was cast in Civil War. No one knew who he was because he, 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 he had done forty-two. He had done Jackie
0: Robinson. He had been in big movies already.
2: Forty-two. The thing was, people—he was not a household name. He was in forty-two. No one knew who he was. How many people, how many people saw forty-two? So when he was cast, I'm saying not, I'm not saying how many movies he had come out when he was cast. Pretty much the only big thing that he had done was forty-two, and then he had Get On Up coming out afterwards. Chabak Bozeman was not a household name at all when he got that Marvel gig.
0: I'll give you that for the white community. Lying, how you doing, brother? What up, my boy? What up, my boy? But within the black community, I think Chadwick's was... Like, my family, my... The only thing my grandparents used to watch was, like, Tyler Perry movies, and my grandpa was very... Plo- like, he would watch a very poorly made movie and show as long as it's pro-black and there are black characters and actors in it sure. and black people created it. Within the black community, Chadwick was like... Because, again, he was playing some of the biggest icons in black history from Jackie Robinson to James Brown... Um, I think it was a, what he, like Thurgood more Marshall,
2: Winnie Thurgood Marshall, in a movie. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that was after. Now, so mm, get that on. Was up, after and Thurgood Marshall both came out after the Civil okay. War, uh, Marvel Civil War movie. Didn't yeah, it? like oh. time period. I'm tripping. Man.
1: His biggest role, like to the the general public, was Black Panther in Civil War. Like that's that's yes. no question. There is no yeah.
2: question there. And I'm not I'm not saying that you're, that you're mm. wrong. Of course, the black community loved Chadwick Boseman. We embrace him, but it wasn't. He was not. Yeah. A household, he wasn't an A-lister. He wasn't an A-lister, and that's okay, that's perfectly fine. He was very, very talented, and he clearly got Mm -hmm. all kinds of work, and he deserves all kinds of work. But what I'm saying is, I I, I, Marvel in the past primarily did Mm -hmm. tend to focus more on trying to find the right actor for the right role as opposed to just stunt casting, as they call it. However, this is kind of a moot point because Michael B. Jordan isn't stunt casting, he already did play Killmonger, he does have the star power, also, he has a fan. Uh, base he has Ryan cooler Ryan cooler's endorsement. It's he's people love him. Marvel loves him. Disney loves him. So it, it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm 100 on board with that. It's uh, I, I just don't think that's the biggest factor as far as why Michael B Jordan should should come back into the MCU as Killmonger. Right. There's other reasons too. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, but uh, I agree with you, Blaine. Like a lot of those episodes, if those were to just end it there and they didn't have this finale, they would have felt incomplete to me. So seeing them again, I think was really important. I
2: agree. I agree too. Mm -hmm. I agree with Blaine. I agree with Blaine. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Moving on into, I guess, the main topic, main segment of the show. This has been a really hot topic show for like the last two weeks now. Everybody's loved it. It is, I think, now Netflix's highest-roasting or most watched show they have there. Uh, We're going to talk about Squid Game. Uh, between the three of us, we've already had like kind of a behind the scenes discussion with us yeah. chilling on it. Yeah. But uh, getting into it, I guess we'll start with uh, with Ethan this time, as far as your thoughts on Squid Game and what did it mean to you.
2: Sure, I, I definitely enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. We talked about that before, and we've all seen other examples in this kind of a genre, the survival horror game genre. What I thought worked really well about this was this was the first one, I, the first time I personally have seen a series that did this. So we have much more time to really uh, get invested in the characters themselves individually and kind of uh, be with them and see what their world is like. So when all this stuff starts to happen, the drama actually works. The pathos is legitimate. It's not just a uh, kind of a, a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like Battle Royale is fun, but it's that's the thing. It's more fun than it is intense and dramatic. There are plenty of beats, lots of long beats, episodes dedicated to showing these characters suffering, and you feel for them when they're suffering. It's not just like eating, eating popcorn and like, oh wow, that's great. It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I saw people reaction videos, people people crying watching episode six, uh, the best friend quote unquote best friend mm-hmm. episode. So it's, mm-hmm. I think they did, they did, I think they did a really good job of setting up the characters, doing the world building, and getting the audience invested in things better than most uh, other other aspects, other examples in this genre.
0: What about you, Ethan? I'm not Ethan. I'm tripping. What about you, Linluish?
1: Um, I really liked it. Uh, I honestly went in thinking that it was like, oh, we got another, you know, uh, we got another Alice in Borderland. We got another Darwin's oh. game. Like I've seen, I've seen this particular format done so many times that I was just kind of like, yeah, it, it'll be something to watch. But like, I'm not like really about to go in here thinking that it's going to be something great. I actually find out pretty pretty good. Like this is a this is not a bad show in any right. it's not really a whole lot of things that i would say that they need to approve upon this is a good show uh they they great they built up a lot of great moments in this especially like you know as you get closer to the end and find out it's like oh um not 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 too many people making out of this you know you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. but thoroughly looking forward to a second season of that um sad that you can't see some of those characters come back because obviously they're they are gone but yeah good show good show right
2: yeah yeah it's a good show
0: the three things i feel like this show really excelled at were experimenting with the ethics and morality of human beings i feel like the writing was really spot on as far as like the journey it took you on it felt really justly paced paced like nothing was really too fast or too long when it kind when it came to events and just the acting was really nice. Like I feel like with a lot of things in this genre, it's kind of like, oh, you walk into a room and it's just,
1: it's a trap. Like there's <laughs> no
0: other, there's no other thing to it. It's like, all right, you're, here's a human being that's been through a bunch of shit. Here's this complex, I'm mostly thinking about the soft series. I guess we'll get into that and criticize that. But in that kind of same vein is like, all right, here's this really weird, brutal way that we're gonna kill you. But, and you I know this person's done something really morally great. they're gonna die now versus with this series. It's more so you have situations like that with red light, green light in the first episode, but you get into other things where like the characters are doing things that are like i guess we'll, 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 i'll I'll kind of not spoil too much, even though it's like two weeks old at this point, but with certain games that require you to team up with people that you think are you're getting them because you're allies with this individual only to have to kill them, only have to betray them. Things like that—it's testing your morality and your ethics as a person, which I yes. think is why it's so captivating. Along with the, how great the acting is.
2: Yes. So, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Uh,
1: Yo, Blaine, Blaine, <laughs> I was I didn't cast the old man. Like I didn't think about that I at all until
2: I didn't it, either. It I was like, oh shit! Like, the so here's the thing about that too, Blaine, is the idea is that the old man—he they set it up that he has like a tumor. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Yeah. That he has like a tumor very early on and so it also seemed like he's senile and has to mention everything else so when he seems like he's having fun it's like he's it's crazy more or less he's confused or doesn't quite yeah. understand the grad what's going on I, that's how i took it if you took it otherwise more power to you um and then also i blame i mean so we're not doing spoilers but there is an episode where it it does focus more a little bit more on the Okay, 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 so we're, so full, we're doing we're doing spoilers now. Oh, its, now. Oh, we yeah, mean, it's like
0: it's, it's like two weeks old at this point. It's like no, it, yeah, I, I
2: have no problem with doing spoilers. I wasn't sure if we were doing them or not, but I'll, yeah, I'll say can. this: I'll be—I'll keep it brief, but just in episode six, uh, I forgot how it's pronounced, but it's, it, means, it basically translates to best friend. Hmm. It, it seems very clear that the old man does get put down, and so I—I I was like, there's no reality in which he was obviously a traitor. In Part this. of it, right? Yeah, how could that be? Now I I get it. There's an old rule where if you don't see somebody die in something, that means they didn't die. But it's a Squid Game. There's plenty yeah, well, we don't we don't actually see die there. Yeah, dead.
1: considering the tone of this show, where, like you lose, you die. You lose, you die. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I I, mean, I just was like oh, uh, he was yeah. dead. They just didn't want to show them killing the old man, which makes but
2: sense. I, I appreciate it. I was like I I, I turned my head. I didn't want in to that see it particular. I turned yeah. my head. There there are a few deaths. I was like I know they're coming. I don't want to see them die. So I just turned my head and he got. Shot anyways, yeah, like uh, that was good writing.
0: It gave you. They set that tone early on before they, then they could sneak that little plot device in without you really noticing it.
2: That you noticing, yeah. yeah. I can, I can, mm. I, that's what I'm saying. It's, it was very well written. Like Otis, Otis, like I said, has seen all kinds of these survival games, but it's not. A, it's so much about the actual plot or the premise. It's the execution. It's the actual way you write it. How how do you put your own spin on it? And make it make it unique and good. So.
0: Exactly. Um, Also, I was watching like some breakdown videos on it. And interesting enough, even more things that we missed, like, I think you talked about two instances in the show where with the old man in the red light, green light episode in the first one, when they highlight everybody in green when they're being shot, if you look at his highlight, his highlight is a really thin compared to everybody else's. That's really bold.
2: Oh,
0: so they, they like oh. gave him like, I guess his uh his protege, I guess the best word for it was like yeah. helping him out in the system to it. Or I think even, I think it's his son, right? Is it his son?
2: I think. F- He's he oh, to be son?
1: a son, doesn't it? Um, really uh, did they ever say there what they their did relationship not. was? They, did they really not didn't ever say. They'd probably that. get into it in the second season. But
2: they, yeah, they, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, you're right, Deb. You were, you were saying the, the highlight, yeah. I, yeah, I, that.
0: I, then I think the second part was just like uh, in the scene where they're all like killing each other over the night. It didn't end until the old man was like, "I'm terrified. I'm scared. I want this to be over with." They, yes. They, Once he like, did that, they stopped. Yeah. The, okay. He clicked the button, he to, and he was like, "Yeah."
2: yeah so yeah, things
0: exactly. subtle things like that, that we never you you wouldn't realize on the first go through because you're not looking for it and you don't right. notice it but i'm like the, right the what? it's something like that that's so good it makes you want to take a double take to come back you miss things like that i love stuff i like
2: agree that. i agree there's also the part i, I mentioned y'all before how um yeah okay was it? i think, his protege, I think he says he his protege not so much his a uh, was that the same person no, it's not the same person. The, the person that was the front man, that was at the base, that was wearing the, the black hood and stuff, yeah. that was not the same person that recruited four, five, six. That was not, or Gaijin. Was okay,
1: two. I was about to say
2: no. Yeah, yeah I not think uh, it was. Is think he it
1: was. is he the police officer's
2: brother? That's, I, that's what I'm what, trying to so, figure out. That's what I do think. I do think. Again, they don't they don't definitively the say it. I do think the front man is the detective's brother. There's a part I need to watch it again, but there's a part where he picks up the badge and he's looking at it and stuff and. It feels very much like the front man is like, okay, he's being protective mm. of the detective. Mm. Detective shoots him, and he's. Hey, Think this is Squid Game. He lets the detective shoot him, and still doesn't. Still, they don't kill him. But he you know, like, man, you need like a, a shot in this genre
1: of things. Like, oh, if it's not a kill shot, he survived it. He's right, okay. right,
2: yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I very much... And then also, he shows him his face. The, the detective never even asked to see his face. Mm. He removes his mask and shows him his face. I'm guessing it's almost to calm him down or to talk to him, essentially. It feels very much like that was a deliberate thing. Otherwise, why bother showing him your face? So I, I do think that it's his brother, but also I'm hoping in season two they would get into why or how his brother ended up doing this type of stuff. Because they did show in the records that his brother, unless I'm wrong, correct me oh and wrong, Owen, Charlie... It shows that his brother won his squid game. And so it may be yeah. that what happens to some of these winners is they become the front frontman for these things. Once they've won, they can have that choice or whatnot.
0: I guess you and Blaine had the same.
1: That, I didn't even think about that, Blaine. Uh he might have won it before. And it's like, well, fuck it. I ain't got I'm, I'm already rich. Um, why not come back? You're right. Because like in the in the beginning, didn't the old man vote to
2: continue the game actually? No, he he set it down. No, he voted to end it. He, said it down. he, was, so he, he won was the last game. vote. He shut it down. Yeah, he wanted
0: everybody to go home and come back. He wanted them to come back on their own accord to clear his conscience. Right, which, which made which no is sense because you killed everybody else to the start of the game. So this, I don't yeah, understand that's,
2: that. That's, that's yeah, that's true. But that, but if there's that, if you get a chance to go to go back and watch it in episode two when he has a conversation with Gaijin at like I guess the restaurant or whatnot, that conversation is very much like the idea of what, what the old man is saying. It's like it's more important to have something to live for. Than to waste, to then sit around waiting for nothing. It's, it's kind of, kind of, it's, it's much more, it's a lot more weight to what he's saying there. And also, you see again, he's smiling in that conversation, talking to him. He's also, talking, he's also talking about how the time he had there already was more. He's, he's more alive doing that than he had been in years. So it's kind of like he's clearly already saying, like, I enjoyed that. I, and I want you to come back there with me. So, Man, like, did you
1: like definitively like? At the beginning of this show, did you see it coming down to
2: only one survivor? No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't I did see that not. coming. I, when, once it, but once it hit, took a war. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was when I was they're, like, they're like they're oh, not, they're not.
1: Ooh,
2: is, yeah, they're trying to kill people, kill people. Okay, yeah. And even I
0: before- mean, I. F- I figured it'd be one person because they made it a point. They, with the prize money, they never talked about splitting it with people. They talked about if you die, then it's splits the families of people that die. If you leave, which is year.
2: true, which is true. So it I just seems so. Like, so Unforgiving that it's oh, out of 456 people, only one of y'all is getting out of here. By the way, all that are still willing to, to, to join in on this is like you realize that means that it's insane the odds of you actually surviving it. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that, show, that show is great. Um, I, I enjoy it. I guess, I really enjoy. quickly, since we've all finished the show, let's give this show a quick rating out of 10. But we'll give it a out of I mean, how many dirty saxophones are you giving us out of 10? Uh, dirty saxophones. Dirty saxophones. We we'll give it to E. Well,
2: oh, me first. Okay. Uh, I I'm sorry. I, I gotta give it a ten, y'all. I'm sorry. Ten dirty yeah.
0: saxophones. Uh 10 how, dirty about,
2: saxophones. how about?
0: how well, what? No, do the dirty saxophones because I feel like I have like heard that somewhere before. We'll do a. We'll do a ten yellow belly. Ten clocks. Hats. How about that?
2: Ten... Okay. I thought we do your hats. We can get a yeah, graphic you... made with your hats, uh, Dev.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'll I'll make that in post. I'll try that. Well, not this is a live show, but. From now on, when we do reviews, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Wait, wait, how about you, Dev? You go next. What would you give it? Uh, me? I give it 10. I give it 10 hats. Yeah. 10 hats. Be you, I guess I
1: got to be me. I give it as as an as 8. As no, I give it a 9. I give it a 9.
2: That's I really guess, high for Otis, though. 9 yeah, is really that's, high. That's,
1: like mm-hmm. I said, there's, there's no real issues with this show. I, uh, it could have drawn me in a little bit more, like just some type of suspension of disbelief would have been, I guess, gave, gave me that 10. It's like after a while, I'm just like, all right, like once you get to episode, I think that was... Which one was the when they were walking across the bridge?
2: That's the... That's six. No, no, no. Six is the best friend episode. No, it's my the, the glass seven. bridge, right? Glass oh, yeah, bridge, bl- yeah. So the bridge seven, seven, right. seven when they got seven to the
1: episode seven, seven, seven I pretty much kind of like predicted how like that, that the last couple of things would go, and it went exactly like that. So, but I mean, I guess that's just I don't know. That's just me
2: nitpicking. But, but since some things know. are inevitable too, because also by that point it's only three people left. It's like, and was, it's also like, what well, these are three we, we thought probably would survive. So, right, right, true. Sure. Yeah, um, not. yeah. Right, I, I, I give it at least a nine point five to ten. It, 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 ultimately, ultimately, what I really appreciated about it was that they took a character i pretty much hated in the beginning of the series and they yeah, made him true. genuinely likable by the end to the point where i'm championing him to go back in season two and wreck shop and, and I, that doesn't always happen and also i love the idea too my favorite movie of all time is shawking redemption i love how they showed in a sense how he was he did not work on the outside however he thrived in the in the environment like the squid game in a weird way and i brought up kaiju the ultimate survivor the anime and manga before he kind of reminded me of, of that character in a way. So, mm-hmm.
0: all right, guys, getting into our last segment for the episode before we get into the, the fun stuff. I mean, like the fun segments that you guys have. Uh, when it comes to the like murder, horror murder game in the little like the game show type deal, um, obviously we had a list of them that we uh we, we prepared ahead of time to kind of give our thoughts on. Uh, just like we'll give a quick thoughts, quick uh thoughts on each one when we hit them. Uh, we'll start with the Saw franchise. Obviously, I think that's the most infamous one uh, that's just known for its games. And it's kind of a similar facet to Squid Game, but more so, I guess, in the later situation, later segments of it, it wasn't as fair, obviously, with um, Hoffman and Amanda doing their, doing their stuff. But in the beginning, Jigsaw made it a point to where everybody had an equal opportunity to get out. And also, he, you saw a lot of traps where he would put... Two people together and multiple people together, and have them either sacrifice for each other to get out, or it had something to do with their, their choice that they made on the outside. Right. So, uh, what were your. This, I guess this won't be really a review on the series of holds. We know that he's going to tear shit apart. Uh, but let's say, how do you think you would have done in a jigsaw trap, Otis? You think you would have. Let's, let's say. How the, I have this, done. It depends. Let's, it
1: honestly depends on the trap. It depends on the trap.
0: Let's say you're in the the reverse bear trap. We'll keep it classic. How you think you transverse reverse bear trap. God
2: that's
1: where I gotta take cool. out my eye to get the key? Yeah.
2: I lost. I Is that lost. where how she got the key Was her eye? Yeah it's it's, it's
1: behind her eye. Behind I her lost. Eye. god. That's that's I lost. Job. I lost that one. Yeah I oh my god. There's a couple of like the one with the where you gotta like crawl through the the barbed wire to get to the other side. Well oh, yeah Furnace, both, yeah,
2: and the furnace, yeah, well, the That would have
1: been tough for me too, but the barbed wire, so. I would have made it. Because I've, I've, um, unfortunately, it's a skill that I had to develop. But I, I've, I've gotten used to climbing around barbed wire without cutting myself. So I've been you, okay. okay.
2: You, 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 may have to tell us more about that, or maybe you yeah, shouldn't. If the government, he, he doesn't need to. <laughs> he's from <laughs> Chicago. He's from he, he, Chicago. fair. He's from Chicago. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> they, from Chicago. They, they do keep barbed wire in their front lawns in Chicago. Fair exactly. They don't have grass. They
1: have <laughs> no,
0: barbed wire. they don't. Yeah. They don't have. They
2: don't have. grass. They have barbed wire. lawns.
1: <laughs>
0: they watered. The, they fucking derust the barbed wire in the morning. It's like water. <laughs> yeah. they, oil, they oil. They oil
2: their their wire. Oil the barbed water. wire. Jesus Christ! God. All yeah.
0: right, oh, Ethan. For you, let's say you're doing the pound of flesh challenge. You don't you remember what I'm talking about? Uh,
2: which, which one was that? That one was the oh. one where he
0: had two individuals and they he had a scale in front of them, and oh. two individuals. Whoever put the most weight yeah. in the scale, were the people that went free.
2: Oh, my God. I think it's like the third oh, one or something, right? Yeah, that was... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No. no You're a bigger dude, so I mean, maybe you can... Use, yeah, your arm from I the way know. more than somebody else's arm. I, Jesus Christ. No. Yeah, I remember that challenge. That was terrible. I, I couldn't do any... I, I will say right now, up front, I don't know that I could survive any of these... Because ch- the Saw the, the challenges, in a way, aren't designed to have victors or survivors. It's almost like, I'm going to make you suffer... Regardless, you could suffer enough and survive, but I feel like you've done too much wrong out there in the real world. And I want you to suffer, and then maybe you can survive and learn from it. So that's slightly incorrect. So it, it, fol- it's not yes, it's, yeah, it's not slightly. entirely correct. It's not slightly. entirely correct, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's their jigsaw is much more centered around the idea of suffering. So I mm-hmm. couldn't survive. I, I can say now I'd lose. I know I'd lose. Yeah.
0: The. Fol- philosophy that he had for that series was that people doing the bad stuff outside don't appreciate life and his whole thought process was if i put you in a life or death situation and you struggle to come out of the situation you are reborn and have a new appreciation for life and true. he wanted to true. instill that true. upon other people was his whole true. philosophy I I'll, but, again, I'll, you know when i get stuck on something i go through a phase i like watch it to death and research oh no it to death. yeah that's but,
2: I'm glad you did and that's that's yeah. fair and he definitely implemented that much more in the first movie especially with his protege mm-hmm. the woman I can't remember what her name was Amanda Amanda right mm-hmm. so but the thing is though is that you you've seen those traps especially in the second one some of those traps were like because in the second one they where they're in that house together right and mm-hmm. they have to get this antidote in order to get the poisonous in their bodies out some of them are just traps there's no like way around it like it's like yeah. here here's a trap put your hand up in there to get it however when you do that and you put put your hand back down, It'll cut your hand off at the wrist and you'll bleed out. You'll die. And it's like there's no what was the actual lesson there? How could I have gotten survived that? Or crawl through this furnace. And once you get once you get through the furnace, you can get the antidote and everything. But it's like, okay, cool. But oh by the way, the doors are gonna lock behind you, you're gonna die. It's like, what are you what's going on? That's
0: uh that's a plot point. That's there's a reason I gave you those two decisions, because those are the ones the Jigsaw made. In the movies from like the second one on, the big plot point was that Amanda was his protege. That Amanda was making inescapable traps.
2: She was, yeah, that's so, right, that's right. Yeah. It, that wasn't Jigsaw. Yeah. That was someone else.
1: It yeah. was a um, yeah, that's right, that's right. This, was, this was actually going to. Since we were on Murder Games, this was going to be my my segment that I hit on for my. You know, isn't really that good because so let's that, that specifically. Thing. For that specifically, because if you're building a this series that's franchise around these games, and you intentionally make it a plot point for your character to start making unwinnable games, like what's the point of the series anymore at that point? You know it's, what I'm saying? Like, it's torture porn.
2: It's just, it's just, but it's just torture porn. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's, that was the point of the series in general, was the fact that they're, because in the third movie, he tested her. Remember, he, he had some long, elaborate way of testing his protege, and they, well, she failed and she died. And that's the thing, but, like, right?
1: she, yeah. she actually passed. She passed originally, his, his originally testing, she and she still became a protege. So it was
2: she, like, She passed the why? original one. But the, the but the thing is also what Otis is saying, though, is that she passed the test and then she still didn't do what he was saying. It's like, wait a yeah. minute, you, you, you passed a bar, you're a lawyer, but you still have no idea how to practice law properly. What's the point? That's so, why he tested like, her again. Literally,
1: literally. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. he, he in, the, in the show, he like let a lot of her stuff slide because he was like, you're messing up. I'm like, he's like trying to tell her, like, hey, chill out. And then gave her another big test, like, all right, if she doesn't chill out at this point, you got to go. And she right. didn't. She failed. She died. And yes, I think Hoffman yeah, took over from there and Hoffman carried out. He, I think he, who it was a doctor, the doctor that uh, operated on him was like the really true successor at the end. Cause I think they killed Hoffman off mm-hmm. at some point. And there's like a cult.
1: Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think, think that was like, what, like, cold, or like no six way. or seven is yeah. revealed. Like, Oh, yeah. it's the doctor from the first one that shut off his leg. That's now running. Yeah. Right. Of,
2: it's, it's carry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, let's, like, let's, like, let's
0: say, let's save the total, like the synopsis for that totally for the, the hmm. segment. Uh, I guess we'll move on to another one. We'll do uh, do Ready or Not. Did you guys watch that? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, just you... just to double check though, Dev. So Ready or Not was the one with the person who grew up in the com- who escaped the commune that she grew up in that no. was fighting against the people in the That house.
0: is that's your next Ready oh, or okay. Not. Was, yes. Re- yeah. Ready or Not was the one where the woman was marrying into a rich family.
1: Right. And they. they started at yeah. that banquet. They started at that banquet.
2: Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, Blaine or anyone who else is watching, again, we're, there will be some spoilers. So if you guys haven't seen these movies,
0: these movies are just years just, old at this point, though. I haven't seen these at the yeah, years, but, man.
2: Yeah, but still, you know, it's 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 just give yeah, a fair warning. This doesn't hurt to warn people that we're doing it. You no, know. but fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough.
0: I am when it comes to that. Yeah, this this movie was I had. I love this movie a lot because of the, the comedy that was kind of slid into it. And uh, watching the director talk about it, one thing that was neat for me was throughout the movie, you see the dress slowly get broken down more and more. And it starts to turn into from this decorative thing thing in a wedding dress. But it comes like a combat uniform where it's like she's tearing it apart. She's using it to make tourniquets. She's using it for the weapons like it's it. I love things like that in movies where it's a subtle thing, but it shows progression of the story. Not only that, but like throughout the progression of the character, because then she's acting really different throughout it, too, at the end. And you get and that funny said, ass dance. they all. You saw, of course, the
2: what they said too about that—the uh, Christian Brune, who is her, like I guess, would have been her brother-in-law, or whatnot, in the film. I saw, I heard him in a podcast talking about that, and he said that it was meant to be akin to John McClane's shirt in Die Hard One. How over the course of the night, mm. how it's it gets more and more tram- mutilated to the point where by the end, it's just about done. It was that that was what they that was what they borrowed from for her dress how it's supposed to be by the by the time she gets to the very end she's you know it's nothing very little bit's left and she's had to use that to kind of survive essentially yeah.
0: what are your what are your thoughts on it Otis when you watched it
1: I mean it was okay like that is yeah, not right. a movie that I necessarily have to rewatch again ever period uh like I, don't, I, I I guess because because uh, by the time that I did watch, I've been so kind of like lulled by all the other ones that right. like I was just like, right. oh, he did that thing. You did Are that you thing.
0: into horror comedy though? Is that a thing for you? that you enjoy? I
1: like horror comedy, absolutely. Like you okay. know, movies like uh, what's that movie? The the, the Evil Dead yeah evil dead is pretty solid but i'm like uh it's a zombie movie that's british that everybody's talking about or Shaun of the uh, dead Shaun of the dead love Shaun of the dead um the movie with lupita where she was dealing with a zombie invasion while she was you know fighting off uh no 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 she was she was uh uh elementary school teacher but she had like to it's protect comedy? the kids during the zombie invasion it's a more recent movie it was on hulu
2: but it was, but, a, it uh, was a horror comedy you said
1: mm-hmm horror comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, um like yeah, I, I, I enjoy it to a degree, but it's just like and this this one particularly, it just didn't resonate with me. I was just yep, kind of numb to it because uh it was so close to your next.
2: Right. You've seen and that played out before in a way. Exactly.
1: And like it it totally felt like uh the purge, which probably something up being on the list of stuff you talked about too. Of, course, I, of course I'll yeah. tell y'all how about feel about the purges in a little bit too then. But I don't know. It's just this didn't resonate with me personally, so I was just kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, you, you kill people,
2: right?" You no, I, I feel you. And it wasn't like you really, you didn't really give a shit about the family she was killing or whatnot. Like, yeah. She was. A they didn't make character. us like they didn't make any they of those try, characters
1: either. like characters. But I mean, like in a in a short movie, there's only so much you can do,
2: right? And that's fair. That's that's fair. Right. It, it's. I guess one thing too was it wasn't sometimes what they can do, what they'll find a way to do is they'll find a way to make you really, really hate the villains or whatnot, so, you, so you're really invested in watching that person try to kill yeah. them. So we, we, it's probably diehard. Die Hard, and Die Hard is only two hours long. Uh, I, think, I think it's only a little bit longer than this movie. You really want to see John McClane kill Hans Gruber, and you want to see him kill that blonde dancer guy. They find the little ways to make that happen, get you invested in wanting to see that vengeance happen. Uh, they don't as, exactly make you as invested in, make, in making seeing Margot Robbie's lookalike kill off everybody. You like her enough. You do like her, but it's not the same thing. However, one thing I did like, one thing that was fun about it, it was at the very end, was the bizarre supernatural element. As far as like, oh by the way, everything is a hundred percent true. If this doesn't happen, they literally do explode on impact or, or you know, on on sight. No questions asked. I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. All right, so
1: yeah. And honestly, because the rest of the show, uh, movie had been so grounded, that kind of that kind of threw me off. But it wasn't, it's not like a bad, it wasn't, it wasn't poorly made. It just didn't wow you. Yeah. I feel you.
2: I feel you. I I do. I think it's one of those things because it came a little bit late in the game. If it had come out, you know, earlier, if they had made this movie. If if that drops
1: before, you know, even if it drops around the same time as like The Strangers, like to be like a tonal shift or something like that. Right. I would have probably been more receptive to it. I agree. But I agree. With it coming after a flood of those type of movies, I was just like, "Yeah, it's, it's just another one."
2: It's that much harder to stand out. Let's get back to Squid Game. That's why it's, it's it's that much harder to stand out in the genre when when things have been already done so much before, mm-hmm. you
0: know. So. Okay, guys. Uh, my bad. I'm having. I was having. My computer was getting low on battery. I had to find my charger really quick. So no fine. perfect
2: but perfect timing mo- perfect
0: timing. moving on into i guess the last uh last two segments because we're getting close to an hour here uh, i guess we'll start off i think on the plan we had it starting off with the was it really that good so we'll go ahead and get that started it
2: was really good
0: and obviously you uh like we gave away we started to uh started to get into it that you said you had the Saw series picked out for this right
1: I did. I did have the Saw series picked out for this. Only reason because it's like you cannot go and set your rules first, like if, especially in a horror movie, because horror movies are always dedicated to to specific rules, like whether you're a slasher movie or a monster movie, there are rules that you go by. Period. But when you dictate, well, first of all, like Saw is one of the first of its kind, like that that whole murder game thing wasn't really a thing before the Saw movies dropped, but after it did, it became pretty. A uh, repeated thing in the you know in the horror movie genre, but when you intentionally build your rules and then intentionally break them, what's the point of the rules? You know what I'm saying? Like that is that is a major like you don't you don't make a Jason movie and then like just say oh we're gonna uh, I don't know think of a major rule breaking that you don't you don't kill off Jamie Lee Curtis in the first movie because she's she's the she's the reason for Uh, Michael Myers being Michael Myers to that degree, like that's part of his hatred. If you establish a rule in a verse and you build a character that goes against those rules, like what is the purpose of that verse essentially now? Like what does that do? I think they did so much damage to that series with doing that and then having to replace the villain and having to replace the villain again that it really took the depth of everything going on behind the scenes out of it. And that was the best part of the Saw series to me. Like it's not necessarily the people going through these crazy, gruesome deaths that brought my attention to the series, because I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily something that you see often, but in horror movies, you see gore, like it's expected, but I don't know. You don't make rules just to break them in my opinion, when it comes to movies. I just think at that.
0: So to counter one of your, oh, we got a comment here. Yeah, to counter one of your points with that, I do, to give some saving grace to the series, I will say this is a case of James Wan procrastination again, where he only did like the first two movies. So if your director and the person creating your series that made it pop in to begin with did not finish the series, it's going to be kind of hard for anybody to come after to capture his vision or what made the series good because it's not the creator. It's very, very rarely do you have that where the creator cannot be there and somebody can pick up where you left off and make it just as good. And plus to add to the point about creating a character that goes against it, I think that was part of the story because if they just went the whole story with Amanda and Hoffman just following his rules, I mean, you, you could write other stories, but it'd be very, I feel like, lackadaisical because Jigsaw was such a good, damn near perfect killer. like He almost never got caught unless he wanted to get caught. So if he has help with people that he's teaching, how inter- interesting of a series will you have with people that cannot get caught unless you want them to get caught? and why would he want to get caught outside of him training and testing his other proteges?
1: But like you want the game to continue. So you wouldn't even want the person to get caught. So like I feel like that that's I don't know like if you are making a series about a a killer like you mm-hmm. like the series ends when your killer is either dead or caught. So knowing that he trained up somebody else like after how thorough of a person that John was, mm-hmm. to still allow them to be breaking his own rules. I don't know. I, I could just be, you know, talking on my ass with this, but it, it just bothers me. It's like and I you can, I can't even say that it's because of like the switch because Amanda started breaking the rules in the second movie, which is right, still right James Wan. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. so like he didn't allow that though. So I don't know if you watched up until I think it was the third or fourth movie where you, by the end of the series, you see that whenever somebody started to fuck him and break the rules, he had another, which again it was probably bad writing on his part, where he had another protege randomly that he encountered in the story earlier that he's using to test them. So with Amanda, it was Hoffman and she didn't know about, well, they knew about each other, but they didn't like each other. So, okay, Amanda's breaking the rules. I'm gonna use Hoffman to help me test her. All right, she failed. Now Hoffman's breaking the rules. I have the doctor to help me test him. Or the doctor's not yes. around then i guess they go into all the prequel stuff that's getting convoluted but he but always has another protege yeah. in the shadows that's testing so the whole thing is with him also with like you said stuff usually ends when the killer dies so his point is he knows he's dying he has cancer he wants his the biggest thing he wants the most is for his stuff to continue on and the biggest struggle is finding somebody that shares your ideals and so that he's having to go he's rapidly going through these proteges because he know he doesn't have time left and he has to get an apprentice now if he wants his right. work to outlive him. And I think that's yes. part of the reason why the show's so convoluted. Go ahead. You am yeah, going to say, uh, Ethan?
2: That, yeah, I, I actually agree with both of y'all. I, and they, I agree with Otis, too, in the sense that I don't know that it's... it, it is The Saw franchise, that first one, especially, this, this is a pretty cool idea, pretty cool movie, well executed. Then the second one... I, I still enjoyed it, but it was a different different vibe in a way. And then it, it became very, very much like just torture porn. And it's like, this is no longer at all yeah. what it's supposed to be. There is no ethos here. And I, I do wish they had stuck to that ethos very much so, because that was a fun idea. The idea of if a person is willing to, a person that doesn't value their life, their own life, is able to find uh, find value in themselves and is willing to, to fight for that kind of thing. It is actually similar to Squid Game in some sense. You saw how, again, I keep going back to Guillaume, how when he was pushed back against the wall, how much he thrived in that kind of an environment in the Squid Game. So I wish they had adhered more to that in the Saw franchise and instead of falling away from it, it and just weird torture porn. I get it. The games are fun to look at. It's, it, they're very creative ideas, but it's a very different thing. So Exactly. You
0: know, getting no into bad. i guess the you have anything in closing to say otis
1: yeah uh just closing um what was i was gonna say uh uh <laughs> yeah I, my bad yeah you're good, you're good um i don't know i'm just still dancing around the same point but just like why if you are building essentially uh a, a theme like with that first one it was very dedicated to the two men in the in the i guess for lack of a better word, a bathroom. Two men in the bathroom. Yeah, sure. It's a bathroom. Yeah. And and their backstory and their connection to each other, and then you go on to the second movie. It feels like a kind of like a crime drama. You know, you got mm-hmm. the police involved. Then then you of course you you know you murder porn like uh like uh he was saying, and then like that becomes the whole feel of the series going from then on. Like from two to the end, it's it's this hybrid crime crime drama slash murder porn. Well, in the first one, it like you just you just lost so much depth when they focused on putting all these people in traps instead of just focusing on one main trap and the history behind why that trap is that trap.
2: So that could have been interesting if they had done that. If it had been all because obviously the first one was very very low budget. They didn't have options, but it would have been interesting if essentially all the movies is each each of them is like an anthology series where you're seeing a single trap that two or more people are in. Trying to deal with it. And on some level, that's kind of what the second one's like. The trap is the house and the numbers itself, but the Melt traps, much bigger bombastic budget. But it would have been unique if they had had every single movie is one trap. And you see one or two, one or more people trying to figure out how to survive it. And you see the backstory, the history in that movie explaining how they got there. That'd been different. That'd been something.
0: Right, that's the James Wan dilemma. You start really strong and then you just either don't finish it or you have a really bad second movie.
2: But <laughs> so we have to. <laughs> Now, now, no, no. There wasn't it James Wan that did *Malignant*. Yeah, no. I think it was it was, was him it? that did *Malignant*, right? Let's, let's find out. Oh. Yeah, because he did, he did be the Conjuring. Like... Oh, saw he did the Conjuring, Aquaman. Like he's yeah,
0: just, and, yeah. He, he did decently. So, he's really good or decently good starting <laughs> movies for a series, But he never <laughs> it never goes good after that.
2: No, but if if James Wan. I, I'm not sure how many people have seen I'm not sure if Blaine has seen yeah, Malina, Juan, Tra- right for it. Okay. 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 So if if James Wan did an amazing movie, saw an amazing movie like The like Conjuring and you know, other very competent films, and then he still also did Malina, cities, it's so just it's just to show how anybody could have a weird day. Because you've seen Malina with Charlie. You've seen Malina, You've seen yeah. that movie.
0: Is,
2: is it feasible that the same person who wrote a gripping. Tense movie like Saw One, also made malignant. It's like, yes. What are you I talking think, about?
0: I feel like he experimented a lot with that movie. Yeah. Because again, exactly. the cinematography for that movie is amazing. Like it looks. Yes. Great. It is. The writing but, is very experimental, but, and the concept isn't
2: all there. Yeah. 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 Like, don't worry. We're gonna have an entire week dedicated to malignant. Oh, we can definitely do a James Wan week. That's easy. We can do a James yeah, Wan week. Yeah, we'll do we can get an episode. Yeah, that's, That'll be an edited
0: episode once we get the new hardware in.
2: Yeah, right um, on,
0: right on. Getting into the last segment for the episode since we're approaching an hour. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Ethan, yeah. you have your segment.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Either Or. Either Or is a segment where I pose two hypotheticals to my co-host and are any guests that are in the chat. And they have to, of course, give me their answer as to whether they believe they should do either of the choices and have to show their work. So this week's either or is obviously themed after the whole survival game, but it's a bit more specific to the point. Either you have to sacrifice your friend for your survival or kill them and live with the guilt. That's it. It's episode number six, simple, straightforward. What would you do? And I'll go with, I want, want to hear you first, Charlie.
0: What, what, what level of friend is this? Is this like a best friend or just like an acquaintance?
2: So let's say. It's it is, in fact, someone. It's someone that you before you knew about this, I'm playing it by the ear by ear, along with the show. This is someone that you more or less said, hey, I am counting on this person for my own life. I'm trusting my life to this person, someone that you care about and know well enough to trust your life with them. That's how close you guys are. Mm-hmm. And then that that's that's the level of it. If that's your best friend, if that's your lover, whatever it is, that's how close you are to this person.
0: So I'm either watching, I'm either letting somebody somebody someone or something else kill them while I do it myself,
1: essentially.
2: This is no you of are of Squid game right now, basically. That's
1: why that's why I'm hearing.
2: Sure, yes. And and, and the thing is it, it is um there is some plausible deniability on you, but you are directly involved. You are directly and knowingly involved with their death. In the same way episode six was with the marbles. They, you know that you winning means them dying.
0: Mm-mm. I would have to go with live with the guilt and not to kill them and live with that guilt. Because I'd rather me do, especially when we're in a situation where it's like the episode on episode six, I think, of sweet game where we both know that whoever wins going to die. Well, we have the understanding of like we're going to do some fucked up shit to each other, but we know it versus him not knowing I just have to kill him and me living with that. I feel like those two things are a little bit different for me. I feel like it would be incredibly difficult, but I feel like over time with I, I could try to get my mental right. It take a long ass time. Um, maybe I never get hundred percent right, but I would rather me have a mercy killing with my best friend versus me sacrificing them to something else that may like ravage them or you know I don't know if, what's going to happen to them and to die versus me just I'll give them a quick death, mercy okay. killing. Mercy killing. Okay,
2: that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's it almost an impossible choice? So I, yeah, I feel you. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Um, East.
1: for me, it, it is really situational if it's squid game exactly where like we're doing this for like like because like put it this with like for most of those characters if they go out of the squid game and survive they're fucked anyway you know what right. i'm saying so like they're there they need that money to survive and for other people to survive so if it's in a situation like that where i'm doing this for somebody else then yeah i'm uh, i gotta make it through because i have to i have something to do but like if if you're just like, yeah, gun on the table. One of you can walk out this room. other one can't. You go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll stay here. You know, you can walk out. I ain't going to make you do the deed.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That, that's kind of how. Yes. I think given this, it's obviously it's context. In the context of the Squid Game, pretty much all of us would probably try to survive and deal with it. That's. I mean, obviously the old girl didn't. She's like, I, I throw the game. I'd rather you, hearing your backstory of your life, you have something to live for. I'd rather die than you. But in reality, in the real world, I, I feel like there's a lot more of us that would say, like, I'd, I'd rather die than to, than to have my friend or loved one be put down, be killed because of me. Or something. It's like, no, it's, I'll die. You walk, you leave. But, but also, <laughs> I feel like in reality, if that, if that situation came up, it'd be very, very, there'd be very few people that'd be like, I'll, I'll, gladly, I'll gladly kill my friend or loved one my survival that's an impossible situation too so it's uh yeah it's difficult it's very very difficult it also depends on the friend it depends on the friend it It really does but i mean let's say for example you have a friend that is a single mom it's like yeah you can't you 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 i need to die kill me if you if by the way if you don't kill me i'll kill myself you have to go to your family
0: exactly Well, that was was a good episode, guys. Uh, Before we close, out, I guess we'll do some plugging here. Obviously, we have the the Halloween episode that we're trying to work on getting uh, put out to you guys very soon. We're working on that. Uh, It'll be a little easier now that we have an improvement in hardware coming our way. So I'll be able to get a lot of the editing for that done really soon. Also, we have the comic that we're producing ourselves that we're going to have coming out, I think, around um, late December, early January. And then, lastly, on my end, as far as the as far as me and Ethan, you can see, you can find my friend and Mr. Ethan Murphy at Echelon G Novels.
2: <laughs> that's, my that's, my, that's, my, that's my picture now.
0: Yeah, oh, you can you can Charles. find you can find oh, him man. everywhere. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Echelon G Novels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I believe, also, right?
2: <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter, that, brother Ethan. Doesn't matter anymore. Uh, of course you are. Do
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, you have anything to plug? Uh you to plug on this? Um, we we have decided on what our next tournament is going to be on December tenth. Uh, it's going to be Super Smash Brothers. Uh, oh, getting uh so I'll be getting yeah, a flyer yeah. together. Well, i I have been getting a flyer together for that. Should be dropping that tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, oh, you said commercial. Super
2: Smash Brothers. So you mean there? You mean melee? No, ultimate. Which would... Ultimate. Okay. Super okay. Smash
1: Bros yeah so we'll have a commercial yeah, for that Sora got guys. put in there it only makes sense Sora's in that now damn I am. Mm-hmm. There. that was the final character the final. Okay. okay all
0: right well this has been another episode of the then and out podcast thank you everyone for watching blaine you've been a dope uh dope watcher thank you for the thank comments you, and coming in man uh we will see you guys next week uh, or next sunday 5 30 sharp uh for the next episode of the then and out podcast see you guys next week